In this valley of heart's delight, you will find life pleasurable, toil honorable, and recreation plentiful. It was a time when anything was possible, at least in the imagination. In this valley of heart's delight, This one, like the shopping mall, like fucking but, Back to the Future, like literally having that in there is is. I mean, I, it's got a place for it. But like in a weird, I mean, I feel like the like the shopping mall in itself was kind of this commentary on like Amazon and like the death of right. You know, yeah, 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 in a weird sure, way, it's like sure. what was mainstream America fucking got killed by the malls, and then the malls got killed, by, killed Amazon by Amazon and all the online yeah. commerce. Yeah, well, you know, it's in what I thought. Of the malls, like oh, it's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, you, well, and they, and they started off watching Dawn. Of Dawn the, was, the original Dawn. It was of the Day Dead. of the Dead. A oh, Day of the well, Dead, well. yes, which was not yep, yeah, but it was totally a reference to to Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. I would assume. Or also, said like Red Dawn is in there with the. Oh red yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> Where like they directly reference it and they're red. like, "It's fucking Red Dawn." Yeah. The fucking Russians. The fucking Russians. I thought it was fine. I yeah. I thought it was. I think you know what it is. I'm like maybe I don't take that show that seriously. Where it's like it's just it's kind of supposed to be rompy fun, right, right? Right. And so I'm like I'm not thinking too hard about whether like how. I'm trying. I thought there was a lot. I thought there was just the best some of the best character moments in that. Are you recording us? I am, and uh. you're, just, you're so loud. <laughs> I just I have to like adjust your level way down. <laughs> well, oh, wait, he's also that's, that's Andy. That's why. Oh, and by the way, he's like way further away to the mic. Whenever, right now, I'm sitting back. I'm not going to sit back when we actually are, are recording for real. And which, by the, which, by the way, I need to. I, I'm going to read something to intro. Okay. So Dari, mm-hmm. um, she sends me like, "Oh, I had this dream," and then I just ripped on the stream, and I just feel like I need to read it. So like, you're like gonna you're, you're gonna read your girlfriend's dreams to us? No, no, no my dream to her. Is she, well, no, no, no. Is, she aware, is she aware that uh, you're going to read her private dreams? To no, us? no, 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 no. This is what I. She told me she had a dream, and then I dream. Was I it? told her what I dreamed, but it wasn't true. It's not a real dream. I, you, so you made up. So, a so dream. you lied, so you were lying you lied to your, your girlfriend. Yes. Oh, yes, fiance. Sorry, fiance. So yeah, you'll see. Can I start it? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Right, so are we just gonna go into it? I mean, I just I was just recording just to kind of get. Just get it going, but like, are we like if I started right now, would we be get good at levels? I think so. All right. All right, I'm just gonna read this to you guys. I had a dream that I was a centaur demigod, and behind me stood a seven-headed dragon. His name was Tornasuk. Upon his head rested seven golden crowns. In his left hand, he held a scale. On the left side of the scale rested an eagle's feather. On the right, my heart. Both were in perfect balance. In his right hand, the dragon held an ornate scepter. The head of the scepter was the face of Hermanubis. Herma I was at an ivory temple. An old witch in scarlet robes carrying a small chest approached me. She kneeled and placed the chest on the floor and said, <laughs> Osculator mana mist serpens ex demo. The chest opened, revealing a viper coiled around the leather-bound tome. She kissed the head of the viper, and the viper uncoiled. She picked up the tome and read aloud, Qui para pit viam recitad. She then rapidly began to age until she was a skeleton, and then dust, and then dust, and was blown away by a breeze, leaving behind the scarlet robes. Three naked, golden blonde women wept, and the sun then was eclipsed. What the fuck was that? You know, I, shit, man. We, 
What, what an arrogant asshole. He had a dream <laughs> that his heart was in balance with an eagle feather. Wait, so that wasn't an actual dream? <laughs> no, I just... Oh, you just I was, it's just a creative process. I was bored at work. Yeah, there you go. And then I tried, you, and, I threw in a bunch, and I threw in... So the... the the Latin, which I read poorly, I just threw in a, in the Google Translator. Oh, that was that was that was supposed to be Latin. That was supposed to I be thought Latin. you. Oh, uh, I thought you were channeling the. Uh, no, no, no. It was, was it, it. What was the thirteen-headed uh, demon's name? So that is called Tornasuk, and he's an actual. Demon. Wait, wait. Repeat that again. That's from the uh, the the demon Bible or whatever. Tor- yes, Tornasuk. Tornasuk. And this is what he Tornisuk? looks like. This is what he looks like. <laughs> you have to describe him. I don't think the. No, I know. I'm. I'm sh- well, I know, but I'm showing. Wait, is you. that a bear with a fishing pole? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Apparently that's a demon. <laughs> it's a well, Bernstein this, bear, right? How the fuck you probably pronounce that? Th- this was just a bear with, well, like, depending a, on which universe you're in. It, it looks like a, a a bipedal bear with like human arms oh, holding yeah, a fishing pole. A Bernstein bear, right? They're, that's what they're called. The Bernstein bear. Well, the, Berenstein bears? Berenstein bears? No, Berenstein bears Berenstein in this bear, universe. Berenstein bears. Oh, right, right, right. The whole Mandela. Yeah, you know, I never. Whatever. You know what's funny? With that Mandela effect, I'm like, I didn't even know how to pronounce it when I was a kid, so I don't even remember how it would have been pronounced regardless. What, Mandela? No, not Mandela. The Bernstein. Bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I was going to say. <laughs> that Jesus, hasn't Anthony. No, okay, I don't, so I actually, hope so I, was, I, hope I did not. overhear something talking about the whole Mandela effect, and I guess one of the things is that Sinbad was played in a genie movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Genie Sinbad movie. And apparently that never existed. No, and I that had never existed. Mind. And that's when I had my first That's, yeah, one of those. Mandela, I was like, your Mandela no, moment. fucking Sinbad was a fucking Genie in that one movie. And then I was like, am I, but then am I, am I thinking of Shaq? You are. You're thinking of Shaq. You're just racist. I could have swore he no, was it, but that, No, that's though. a legitimate Mandela effect thing. Like, people. People think that Sinbad was in. A- he had women in something similar, or right? Like I'm, like wh- like. But then maybe I, again, this is like, am I just like pretending I remember something and not actually remembering? Is that the the greater effect that's going on? Are we just gonna start this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Valley of Hearts Delight. I'm Tony. With me as always, for three episodes, Caden. <laughs> oh, that's me. Care Bear. Scorpion Snake. I can't wait for that to end. <laughs> Never. And then we have Andy. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. And yeah, welcome and to the yeah. show. Well, so this one, um, as we talked about this morning, I didn't know if we were actually going to do an episode today, but I woke up and I looked at the news and I was inspired uh, by this case. And um, so this is recent events uh, or recent developments in this situation and in what I'm calling the extremely problematic case of Susan Polk. So Susan Polk, Susan Polk, Susan Polk, who was born Susan May Bowling in 1957 in Berkeley, California, as far as I can tell, uh, was a bit of a loner, but was characterized as intelligent, but socially fragile. And she had problems interacting with others. I think they call that autism now. Oh, yes. So this is Susan Polk. Okay. Uh, and I I can't wait for her biopic where she's played by Sarah Paulson. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. Sarah Paulson of American Horror Story so wait, so and she... uh, played Marsha Clark in the OJ American True Crime, what have you. Wasn't she in that, oh, that shit movie? Probably. Bird Box. Ugh, yeah. 
Did you ever see that? Of course I saw Bird Box. I thought it was fantastic, man. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about, man? Get the fuck out of here. I thought it was great, man. You know, you make a horror movie where you can't make any sound, and then you make another horror movie where you can't make any sound, right? Okay, you still have running water somehow, and you don't fill bathtubs and sinks with water because you don't know how long the water is going to be on. Like That would be like my first thought. Anyway, moving on. Anyways, uh, so, so a lady who who's got yeah. So she so she was characterized as intelligent but socially fragile, and she had problems interacting with others. Um, so in 1972, the most annoying people. Yeah, uh, in 1972, at the age of 15, she was introduced to Dr. Frank Felix Polk, a 40 year old, well respected <laughs> and well liked psychotherapist and researcher. He was recommended to Susan to help treat her panic attacks and issues with truancy. <laughs> As many school districts would refer troubled and troublesome students to Felix, who specialized in adolescent oh, psychology. For some reason, I was like, she was like an adult and she was still like, no, no, like, so she's truant. <laughs> no, no, she was 15. And oh, she was, no, and she Anthony, was, the point is, he was 40 and she was 15. I oh, think I yeah. see where this is going. Okay, this is okay, to be fair, this is getting because her name became Polk then, remember? Anthony, <laughs> try to keep up. All right, Katie, go ahead. <laughs> Susan later, he was suave. <laughs> Susan later would claim that she was raped by Felix when she was sixteen. Shortly Ooh, okay. after, she started to see him as a therapist. Ooh. She reported that Felix drugged her tea, hypnotized her, and had sex with her. These assertions were included in Polk's divorce proceedings, but were not specifically challenged by Felix Polk and were supported by statements who knew the couple as people. The taboo between doctor and patient was written into the Hippocratic Oath in the 5th century BC, but the American Psychological Association did not list sexual behavior between therapist and patient as unethical until 1981. California did not recognize it as illegal until 1990. 23 states have since made it, uh, made sex between therapist and patient a crime. There are obviously several other states who have chosen not to. Can I guess one? Sure. Alabama. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Oh, okay. Mississippi. After graduating from Clayton Valley High School in Concord, California, Susan attended Mills College and San Francisco University. Mm-hmm. San Francisco State University. Mm. In 1982, Felix Polk divorced his current wife. Susan and Felix later married in 1982. Whoa, wait. I mean, that was there's a gap. She was 24. He was 50. Wait. All right. Okay. All right. Anthony, keep up. No, I am keeping up. I'm just saying, though, like, this is getting fucking weird, right? Because, like, apparently he was raping her when she was 15, and then she married him when she was 24. Hence why I'm calling this the very problematic case of Susan Polk. Yeah, by the way, yeah. I don't know. Like, he's just reading this to me. Like, I'm, this is all live, right? Like, did you Did you mention that? I don't know. I mean, yeah, so the, so previously I've given these guys uh, the outline of what I'm reading. This is all new to them because I just put this together today because I just found out about We're Susan learning Polk with today. you, the audience. Yes. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully your inner voice. It's just so picture me in your head. Terrifying. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to 2002. Susan and Felix Polk live with their three sons, Adam, oh my Eli, and Gabriel <laughs> at their $1.8 million home in the hills of Orinda, what? which is about 17 to 18 miles northeast of San Francisco. On the large, verdant property was their three-story house, 
complete with pool and pool house. Now, different sources say that either of the Polks initially filed for divorce. Some people say that Dr. Polk, Felix, filed for divorce first. Other people say that Susan filed for divorce first. But regardless, divorce was filed in 2001 with both sides alleging abuse and violence. In a letter to the judge overseeing their divorce case, Felix wrote that Susan had lied about the details of how the couple had met and claimed that he had never abused her as Susan had stated in the divorce papers and that he, in fact, lived in fear of Susan and slept in a separate bedroom with a barricade on the door. Given the marital troubles that he and Susan had been facing, he decided to move out of the main house and into the pool house. Now, things were not going well for the Polks. And in October of 2002, Susan went to Montana looking to purchase a condo for herself. While she was gone, Felix made an ex parte petition to the courts without notifying Susan, claiming that Susan had abandoned him and the children, and the judge ruled that Felix would retain ownership of the Orenda house, retain custody of Gabriel, who was the only minor child at the time, and reduce the financial support that would be paid to Susan. I think, understandably, she was a little pissed. Yes. Susan returned to California on October 9th, 2002, to retrieve her remaining belongings and to go to the dentist to get a crown done. <clears throat> That's a twist. Mm, right? Didn't dentist. see that coming. I, like that. I didn't see the dentistry coming into this. It doesn't play a future role. Ah, oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> on October 13th, 2002, Dr. Felix Polk drove his 22-year-old son, Adam, down to UCLA, where Adam was going to school, and drove back to Orinda, arriving late in the evening. October 14th, a normal day as any other. Susan drove Gabriel to school, cleaned up around the house, picked up Gabriel from school, made him dinner, and drove to Blockbuster to rent Scooby-Doo. Wait, what, we, what year was this again? 2002. I was going to say, well, was, well, is Blockbuster we're, still around in 2002? Yeah, we, I think yeah, it was yeah, hanging yeah, on. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was hanging oh, on sure. at that point. Okay. I went to some Blockbuster. Yeah, it's kind of the last gasp at that point, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. I don't, yeah, because Netflix wasn't around for sure back yet. I, that was, was like when they were sending only DVDs. Not, yeah, 2002, there's definitely, because I was like going to like Hollywood and getting like running Hollywood, Hollywood video. Yeah, no, I remember that. So that shit was also around. I don't think yeah, it didn't go. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was on its way out, but it was still around. I still think there was a few years left, really. Yeah. So Gabriel, <laughs> just asking, man. No, I know. I hey, hey, we had I have fond so, memories. picking up the important things. There's here. fond memories. <laughs> okay, anyway, continue. So Gabriel questions his mother as to his father's whereabouts, as they're supposed to go to a baseball game that evening. Susan gives what Gabriel would end up calling. Funny answers, such as, quote, <laughs> I guess I didn't use a shotgun, did I? Six hours later. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, oh, oh. You don't want to say that. Six hours later, after calling his father's cell phone and office number oh. to no response, he ends up searching the rest of the house for his father. Oh, fuck. In the pool house, he finds his 70-year-old father's <sighs> body wearing only underwear. Oh. Gabriel calls 911 and tells them that he thinks his mother shot his father. Oh. Oh, the kid ratted her out. Sheriff's deputy Ken Hansen informed her 
Susan, that they had found her husband's body. And she responded, quote, oh, well. <laughs> we were going to get divorced anyway. Oh, wow. man. Now, does she, when she says this to a cop, they just like, she's not going, hmm, are they going to expect like me be the, you know, the number one suspect, the, especially yeah, maybe, fucking maybe she... after saying that? Like the first person they're going to look at is you. Like that is like. Every fucking forensic files episode, they look at like the significant other. They're the ones like nine times out of the ten that commits the murder. So you're gonna just say we're gonna get fucking divorced anyway. I don't give a shit. But Anthony, you have to remember, at the age of fifteen, she was being treated by apparently her future and then deceased husband. husband. Okay, now. So, all right, hold on. All and, right. and I, just, I have questions. I'm just. Well, I have questions. Yeah, one wonders. I have so many questions. I have <laughs> one so, wonders. I have so many if fucking, you don't have questions, I have so many point. questions. Okay, go. Was but was this a brilliantly planned out long term revenge? To think about it. To she waited for like what eight years to get married to him. After uh, I don't, the rape, did, I couldn't find how long she was treated for, but. One might expect that, like, after high school, she went to college and, like, they separated. And then at 24, came back and married him. Right. And then, somewhere on the order of 20 years later, she mm-hmm. kills him. Well, and she also, she did, you know, the worst revenge of all, and they had kids. Oh, lock, Anthony. Lock you know, your, lock fian- <laughs> your fiance is probably going to listen to this, Anthony. You know. Jesus. We don't allow guns in the house. As it turns out, <laughs> that police, he knows of. As it turns out, <laughs> police oh. had been called out to the Polk home several times in the days leading up to the murder for reports of domestic disturbances. Felix, even having made a call to police claiming that Susan had threatened to kill him, a claim that their son Gabriel corroborated. The Polk children also stated that their father said on repeated occasions that if anything happens to me, it was your mother. Yikes. Dude, get wow. the fuck out of the house. Now, initial assessment of the body seems to suggest a struggle and that the body had been dead for hours. Additionally, Felix had not been shot as Gabriel first thought, but stabbed all over his body. Oh, 27 shit. stab wounds oh. in total, suggesting that he had tried to fight off his attacker and also had blunt trauma to his head. Stab wounds in Felix's feet indicate that he was trying to kick at his murderer as they pursued him. Police find small uh, shoe prints uh, in the immense amounts of blood present at the crime scene. Uh, but no shoe is found to match. Felix how is, small? How small are these shoe prints? Well, initially, they don't know it could either be Gabriel or Susan. If the I'm, shoe I'm, don't fit, Susan don't give a shit. I'm thinking Chucky. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the kid. So did he? Uh, did he actually successfully drop the son off at UCLA? Adam, yes. Yeah, so, okay. so, he, so, so this happens after he gets yeah, back. So, Adam, so okay. he drove. He drove Adam back to UCLA. He then drove back up the six to eight hours that it takes to go to LA. Six to eight hours. Yeah, he must drive pretty slow, man. Dude, it depends on traffic. It's like five. Damn, buddy. Do you see LA? Yeah, thereabouts. Five and How a half, How fast maybe? are you going? I don't know. 
<laughs> You're going like a lot. That's like, like faster than Felix, apparently. But the, my point he's is, he's seventy years old. How much does it suck to get back from like a long ass drive and like get stabbed to death? Twenty seven times. A real bummer. Yeah, he should definitely. Yeah. he should on the on the on the scale. It's real bummer. Ooh. Felix's car is found at a nearby BART station, mm. which is a local public transit system. <laughs> for those of you not from the Bay Area, <laughs> Bay Area Rapid Transit. Yes. Yes. When um, questioned, you didn't know. Jesus you, wait, wait, hold on. What? You didn't know what that stood for? <laughs> no. Really, Anthony? I don't take it. <laughs> Did you think it stood for like big ass rail train or something? Like, I mean, it could. It's better. It's better than <laughs> barrier rap because there's nothing rapid about it. You've never but, taken uh, it. That no, I've taken it. I don't use it. Often. <laughs> Moving on. When questioned, <laughs> when questioned by police. Susan implied that Felix was involved in espionage activity and suggested that he was murdered by foreign spies. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what happened. She claimed that he was part of the Mossad, which is the Israeli spy agency, Uh, and that they had been the culprits in his murder. Oh, makes detectives makes still sense. doubt this after finding. <laughs> oh, oh, really? That Felix <laughs> had no links to the Mossad or Israel, <laughs> and thought that the murder is much more in line with a domestic dispute <laughs> yeah, than a covert I, assassination. Yeah, would it, like, you stab them twenty-seven times as a covert operation? Asian. Make it make Same it change. look like this mouse did it. Well, fair enough. Forensic analysis of Felix's body finds hair clenched in Felix's hand. Uh, Analysis showed it was Susan's hair. Okay, now question. Did they check under his fingernails for the skin? Not that I saw. They always like for the scratching. After two days of questioning from investigators in police custody, Susan admits to the murder of her husband, claiming that it was done out of self-defense. In her description of events, she went to the pool house where Felix was living to discuss the divorce after he had returned to his, from his trip to L.A. Quote, It reached a flaring up point with him and he came at me. I sprayed him in the face with pepper spray, which absolutely enraged him. He grabbed me by my hair, threw me on the floor, got on top of me, and rubbed the pepper spray in my eyes. He then reportedly grabbed a knife and attacked her. Through the ensuing struggle... She somehow got control of the knife and turned it on Felix. Quote, I did the only thing I could think of. I kicked him as hard as I could with the heel of my foot in his groin. At the same time, I reached up, his hand loosened, and I grabbed the knife. However, she had no signs of bruising or cuts or any signs that she had been on the receiving end of any physical altercation with her husband. And wouldn't there be evidence of the pepper spray? Okay, I was just about to ask, wouldn't there be like pepper spray residue on either one of them? You'd think so. Especially or, on the potty. Or, or like, like the, you know, some sort of bruising to his groin. Like, I, and that's actually, she did, she did have a small unidentified mark on her body, and I believe she had a, um, a bite mark on her hand. But that was it. It's almost like she's lying. She claimed that she had stabbed him to her recollection five times. <laughs> Susan went on to claim that Felix was physically, emotionally, and psychologically abusive to her, even hypnotizing her and using mind control techniques to isolate her from her friends and family. Susan was arrested for the murder of Felix Polk. Almost three years later, in September of 2005, the trial begins. Oh, that took a while. 
The prosecution claimed that Susan was motivated by fear of losing her family, her house, and the wealth of her husband, and that her version of events did not fit with the physical evidence. So, sons, Gabriel, who's now at this point 19, and Adam, who's now at this point 23, filed a wrongful death suit against Susan, and also agreed to testify against her, alleging that she was the abuser of their father, whom she saw as the root of all her problems. Understandably so? Yeah, uh, I mean, this is hard, right? Yeah. Like, Eli, the middle child at age 20, sided with Susan oh. on her defense. He's the middle? Yes. So yeah, the there's Gabriel at 19, oh. Eli at 20, Adam at 23. Gabriel and Adam are siding with their father. Eli is siding with Susan. Middle child. Susan chose to defend herself in court after firing between three and five different lawyers Depending on sources, Whoa. some say three, some say five. So average it out and say she fired four lawyers. <laughs> she objected to several judges being put on the case, claimed that a bailiff broke her arm in 2003, and threatened to call those judges and the prosecuting deputy district attorney, Tom O'Connor, as witnesses. She asserted that the murder of her husband had been staged and that her case had already been corrupted by, quote-unquote, political problems her first trial ended in a mistrial within a week after susan's defense lawyer daniel horowitz found his wife pamela vitali stabbed to death in their lafayette home what susan publicly suggested that horowitz was involved in his wife's murder which led to horowitz dropping out of the case Judge Laurel Brady stating that this, in fact, created a conflict of interest. A local teenager was found guilty of torturing Vitale to death. In 2012, Vitale's murderer filed a legal petition proclaiming his innocence, which failed, and Susan Polk submitted sworn declarations that Horowitz was responsible for the murder and had framed the teen. Now, (laughs) that was... The Not- first trial that ended within a week, but also jumping ahead to 2012. Oh, okay. So, so, so now, despite my earlier chastising of Anthony, now I'm fucking lost. What the hell? What, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> so, so she she was arrested for the murder of her husband. No, yeah. yeah, I got that. And basically, her first trial is shut down as a mistrial within a week. Because the lawyer that's representing her at that time finds his wife stabbed to death in their home. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that. And basically, she forms this weird friendship with the guy who murdered her ex-lawyer's wife and said that, like, she has, she will go as a witness and attest to the fact that the lawyer is actually the murderer and Whoa. set this kid up. What the fuck? Now, was there any evidence that she somehow got the kid to kill the lawyer's wife. No, nothing ever comes of this. That kid is in jail for life. She fucking did it. She killed that person. <laughs> no. I guarantee she was having No, it's just, it's just a weird coincidence. She, mm, as far as uh, nothing else, nothing else has come uh, from this. I don't know about well, that. Except for the fact that then it. she tried to get the kid off by claiming that the <laughs> lawyer yes. killed his wife. Wow. And that might, that might just be because she is who she is. This woman is a total psychopath who lies compulsively. The subsequent I don't believe trial, it, what she says. 
The subsequent tri trial that lasted 14 weeks was often characterized as a circus. Susan often, as she's now representing herself, Susan she often... Ted Bundy? <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like the Ted Bundy. <laughs> she often talked over the judge, insulted the prosecution and the witnesses, and frequently, if not constantly, motioned for mistrial. This is just, I, no, yeah, this is just a fun thing. I don't know why this is here in this fucking outline, but in an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle in 1987, Susan Polk said one of her sons was molested while in daycare. At that time, mm -hmm. a national hysteria over the alleged ritualistic abuse of children was sweeping the country. And Polk said her son described men wearing goat's heads, burning bodies, and kids forced to consume blood and feces. Man, my preschool was nowhere near that cool. She would later claim that this is what her husband, Felix, told her to say. In March of 2006... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. That just got thrown in the middle of there? Yeah, I don't know why that's <laughs> it's there. It's just nothing. Wait, that so wait. Was well, that was, was that wow. most, wait, what year again was that? 87. 87. Okay, that's, yeah, that's when all the, the satanic panic shit was going on. I feel like I was like moving stuff around and re-outlining. Right on. No, no, and it just, that, that just that's like, ended up there. That's a fascinating little fact. Yeah. Right, that the, she just, she just made that statement. And then, again, one of those things that nothing ever came of it. Right, right. In March of 2006, Eli Polk, the one son defending his mother, is arrested twice in five days, first for allegations of domestic abuse against Ooh. his ex-girlfriend, although Eli claims she was the aggressor, Oh. and again for violating his probation and on suspicion of violating a restraining order. From that ex-girlfriend. Wow. Now the, this occurred. He got at the, the crazy person gene. Oh, you can't say crazy anymore. I'm sorry. This occurred at the same time that Susan delayed her, the trial for several weeks, citing a sore throat and the onset of bronchitis. Eli ended up. <laughs> Is that actually grounds for delaying a trial? <laughs> uh, I can't when talk. You're, I gotta when you're your own lawyer, I guess so. Uh, your Honor, I gotta, uh, uh, can't do it. Eli ended up serving a nine-month sentence for the misdemeanor battery in violation of his ex-girlfriend's restraining order. <laughs> wait, I, wait, he was his own lawyer too? No. Oh, no, no, no. that's okay. just the, like, so. They're just he's so he got arrested twice within five days. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. At the same time, and he's the one son that's supporting his mother at yeah. the same time that she's like, yeah, because she's like, and he's like, she's like, he's like, Miss Polk, you can absolutely represent yourself. And she's like, bullshit, I can't talk. Yes, exactly. I feel like the the best way to go about the trial is really just to run you through some things. So during the trial, Su Susan made allegations against her husband, such as that her husband died from heart failure, not stab wounds. <laughs> <laughs> this was corroborated by forensic pathologist and expert witness for the defense, Dr. John Cooper. What? <laughs> Who claimed, <laughs> who claimed that the injuries inflicted upon Felix were non-life-threatening. What? Tw yes, 27 stab wounds. Non-life-threatening. <laughs> Holy shit. Where did she find him? I, I, <laughs> fucking Craigslist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the prosecution claimed that Polk's heart was potentially indeed weak as he was 70 years old. Okay, can I say something? It is kind of like, 
in a roundabout way, it is kind of quiet, right? Like his heart eventually stopped. Right, so that I is mean, the, like, you know, technically the reason he died. You know, fucking organ failure. You but know. so the prosecution ultimately said it was probably the close to thirty stab wounds that actually killed him. Yeah. <laughs> she claimed that her sons, Adam and Gabriel, had been brainwashed by their father to loot the family estate. She claimed that Marjorie Briner, who served as foster mother to Gabriel following Susan's arrest, which she had been doing for almost three years at this point, uh, was only doing so to steal from the family and get access to the money. That Felix Polk had poisoned the family dogs. That Felix had plotted the 1978 assassination of San Francisco Mayor George Moscone. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's, It's going deep. Dude, how the fuck did this guy stay around? Like he had to, like he like was her therapist. He had to know she was fucking crazy. Like I like you know what I mean? Like it's a weird situation. Dude, get the fuck out. Run. You know she's fucking like gonna kill you. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that uh Right? That that movie. I that, uh, there does, right? Am there I, does like, seem to be Like where I mean, is like you know what? Okay. I, or is that just love that you Good, but again, is it love? He like fucking irritated. raped her when she was sixteen, and yet but, stayed well, with but her. Did he? Well, hold on, did that, that's he what I'm saying. You can't I mean, even, that's, that's, that a, then becomes what? part of the question. Right? She's like, the she's prob- a, this is it's a very weird, murky territory. That you are we're supposed in. to it's believe very fucking weird. You are supposed to believe victims, but I don't know if you believe somebody who stabs somebody twenty-seven times. And then, like, proceeds to, like, just make up a whole bunch of crazy, crazy other, clearly right. other crazy shit. Like, I'm not saying, and it's, like, it's, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean. It's, it's where it's one of those things where it's, it's possible for somebody to suffer sexual assault. Totally. But also believe that their husband plotted the assassination of George Russell. Oh, I know. I, okay, I get that. I mean. It's, the- and it's, like, does it's possible is it one or the other Here, here's my thing the real okay and this is the only reason i'm like I, i'm trying to be like i'm just calling into question because you can't trust anything she says right am i is that weird for me like i'm not saying that you shouldn't well i mean i shouldn't believe a victim but i mean like this isn't like just some ordinary I, like victim. Like, is, i'm not saying it's, it's very maybe fucking she was problematic. i don't know i'm not it's just it, like it fucking is crazy i'm just I'm like you but it, but if I mean if you suffered enough abuse, stabbing somebody twenty seven times might happen, right? Well, I mean, my, so, so that, that in and of itself, I don't think is a open and shut case as far as like, well, no, she did this out of intentionality. Like she could be reacting to something negative. The suggestion that the husband plotted the assassination of George Moscone and some of the some of the other things starts to raise the question of like how like. Yes, how trustworthy is how this together? I mean, she yeah. like okay, she sound like I you know I, when I first said like you know oh she like Ted Bundy like you know, the joke she like was self uh, representing herself in the trial right right but though the more that you like even talk about her it sounds like those kind of antics like in that case like where he he was just throwing whatever fucking stuck to the wall whatever right. just like would get garnered and if she's a psychopath. Like a true, like, if we're like, they will say anything in order to manipulate you because they don't give a shit. They don't care what it's doing to other people if it's like actually hurting victims who want right. to, right? 
So it, I, to me, it's like this person like comes across as like a total psychopath and narcissist who would not hesitate well, I feel at like, all to like make up something in order to garner sympathy so this, to get this, out of a court. Anyway, that's just my thing. no, no, no. But the, this is this is a good conversation, and maybe we want to keep it to the end because we're not done yet. Right on. Yeah, right yeah, on. yeah. yeah, I, yeah I just that's like, true. And if I'm what, jumping ahead, I what, just like this. What was the most recent Lars von Trier movie? Oh, uh, the house that Jack built. No, 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 no. The the one the uh, with John Malkovich in it as, as the therapist who like marries the young woman and is like treating her. Oh, and what one is that? I didn't see that one. I thought the house that Jack built was the most recent one, but I I haven't even seen either. I don't think it is the most. I'll here. Go ahead. Keep going. We'll look at him. I'm. Antichrist she claimed that Felix was oh, a Antichrist. Yeah, but that's not his most recent. That was like. And John Malkovich wasn't in that one. That was uh, Defoe. Oh, Willem Defoe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She claimed that Felix was a Mossad agent who hypnotized that her. Reminds me of it, right? A little bit, yeah. That reminds me a little bit. Right? Yeah, right. Like the therapist who's like living what movie with is a it? wife who Antichrist. It's called Antichrist. Yeah, that movie? Is that a therapist situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna. Then, then, then. And, no, we know and, and he's was... treating his own wife, yeah, and, and like, oh, shit goes, yeah, yeah, shit yeah. Goes, yeah. Shit goes horribly shit wrong, goes very right? Bad and it, yeah. Fuck it. Oh, dude. Oh my god. No, but this mm. situation kind of reminds me a little bit of that, right? <laughs> he's just yeah. like with the fucking thing in his leg. I mean, the dude's like, a lot. Ugh. Yeah, the dude's <laughs> a lot older, and like, is treating. Like, yeah, yeah, pro- yeah. Perhaps shouldn't have this relationship dude, with she fucking his wife or fucking. You know what? I was like, oh my god. Yep. Yep. Nope. Hit the ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know what? See the movie, but what, go in knowing that it's a fucked up movie. Anyway. Yeah, we're just going to edit all that out and say, yeah. uh, <laughs> l- listen, watch Antichrist by Lars von Trier, and then listen to this episode. She asserted that Felix was a Mossad agent who hypnotized her to utilize her powers as a medium to inform Israel. In her defense, she called in a psychic detective to validate her claim. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. She claims that she... Was he from Talos? Quite possibly. Also on Craigslist. She claimed that she predicted and could have prevented the seven, September 11th terrorist attacks, but Felix prevented her from telling the authorities... She claimed that Felix threatened to kill her, their children, and the family pets if she ever told anyone about his secrets. And she asserted that while she didn't believe in, quote, little green men, she did believe in fairies. Which at what point that came up in the fucking trial, I could my not hus- imagine. My husband is a Mossad agent who who prevented me from stopping 9-11. And also, Your Honor, I want to mention that I have a nice little garden, and in the back garden, these nice little fairies named uh, Deedly and Doodala, and they speak to me when I'm pruning the hedges. Those damn Israeli fairies. <laughs> and this is just... I'm not crazy! <laughs> I got nothing, man. This is... <laughs> when asked by prosecuting district attorney Paul Secura... If he, if she had washed the knife she had used to kill her husband in the dishwasher, she replied, "Obviously, you've never had fine cutlery." Wait, wow! Isn't that just that's an omission? Wow. An admission? 
Isn't that an admission of like, if they say like, oh, did you wash the knife you killed your husband with? It? She's like, yeah, I fucking washed it. No, she said she just you've said obviously never, never had, had fine, fine cutlery. cutlery. Which might, oh, I guess she did which admit, might oh, no, insinuate that. But I guess so I guess she did admit that she stabbed him, but she's admitting that Right. But when he said to her, like the the knife you killed him with. So with this, I, like, mean, oh, at, I guess it's maybe not admitting. This, I guess she admits right. So okay, at that's this true. point, okay. I'm mean, not a lawyer. The, the, this is why I would. Well, so the prosecution, the prosecution is saying that <laughs> the prosecution clearly. is basically they're going for first degree murder. They're saying that it was premeditated and that she was yeah oh, in yeah. order to protect her finances and her control over the house and custody of the children that she chose to kill her husband. And she's saying that it was self-defense and that yeah, it, yeah. it should be manslaughter. And fairies. And, and fairies. fairies. The fairies, fairies. told her to do it. And she, she, she clearly is saying that she did not wash the no, knife. you hand-washed all she, in, 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 the, in the dishwasher, you have to hand-wash something like that. Is that your fairy voice, Anthony? Jesus Christ. Please, from, from please go back to the bloody maiden shriek, because that because <laughs> the fairy voice is really creepy, dude. That's just kill. It's okay. We're here for you. We love you. You kill. fucking sound like Teddy Ruxpin. Just kill. There's an oh, '80s quote. There's an indie yeah, reference for you. Yeah, Stranger Things. Um, Fuck you. She said. <laughs> she, she said. should have wrote for that show. She said to the jury at one point. Am I on trial for saying that I predicted the 9-11 terror attack? <laughs> or am I on trial for murder? The judge had found her still fit to stand trial. She refused to undergo any psychological evaluation and denied suffering from delusions. An expert on domestic violence testified that Polk appeared to be suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder due to her husband's abuse, but that she was not, in fact, delusional. I know the fairies talk to me. It's I'm not crazy. Adam, Susan's eldest son, called her, quote, bonkers. <laughs> quote, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> which prompted the judge to visibly have to hold back laughter. <laughs> and called her, quote, the embodiment of evil while testifying oh. against her. While on the stand, Gabriel claimed that his mother had made statements about shooting Felix, hitting him with her car, and drugging him and tossing him into the pool to drown. Eli, when testifying, maintained Susan's innocence and that Felix was the abusive parent. Polk spent 17 hours and 25 minutes on the stand offering narrative testimony about her marriage and less than an hour of that time was spent discussing the night her husband died. Wow. Ooh. Quote, I chose to live and I survived. That is my crime. She said during a closing, closing argument that mentioned fairy tales, myths, novels, as Polk compared herself to others who were wrongfully accused or had their fanciful ideas labeled as delusions. In June 2006, after deliberating for four days, the jury of six women and six men found Susan guilty of second-degree murder, which comes with a mandatory 15 years to life sentence. While the prosecution had sought a first-degree murder charge, the jury felt that Susan was too delusional to be fully aware of her actions. 
In February of 2007, Susan's bid for a new trial is rejected. Polk's claim that the judge was biased against her and that the jurors had been influenced by media was ultimately superseded by Judge Laurel Brady's decision that Polk's argument for self-defense was not supported by the evidence and is not, thus not worthy of retrial to reduce the sentence to manslaughter and chose to impose the harshest life sentence. Wow. Whoa. Shame on you all, Polk said from the witness stand. This was a political trial. That's what it was. I was tried for blasphemy. I don't even feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to beg for mercy. I'm not going on my knees. Elizabeth Drozdowska, who I could... All I could gather Wait, was that, that I think she... Again? Elizabeth Drozdowska. Drozdowska. Wasn't that the name of the 13-headed demon in your dream? Yeah. No, that was... Uh, no, A was a seven-headed dragon. Oh, a seven-headed dragon. Sorry. With, very with, apocalyptic. Who <coughs> was, as far as I could gather, was uh, a neighbor when Susan lived in Berkeley who is 77 or was 77 at the time spoke from a wheelchair and spoke haltingly because of various medical problems said Susan Polk was a kidnapped child. She didn't go by her own will. Dr. Polk used his particular professional skills to seduce and control her. Eli Polk cried as Elizabeth spoke. As Drozdowska said, it's hard for me to understand why this trial has ever taken place. Helen Bowling, Susan's mother, shouted, Hallelujah! <laughs> as everyone filed out of the courtroom later, Helen Bowling spoke out again. She so spoke the truth. I know it to be so. May 2019. Oh, Jesus. Susan's parole request is denied, and she is kicked out of the hearing midway. Miss Polk, please stop talking, Commissioner Rosalio Castro told Polk within minutes of the hearing beginning. You are going to get a chance to argue at the end of this case. Prior to that, you will be answering our questions. Understood? Susan didn't agree to that. But later, she and Castro began arguing over whether Polk was allowed to object to a doctor's opinion that she was likely to commit more violent crimes. It's an opinion. How can you object to that? Castro asked. It's speculation, Polk responded. It's an opinion, Castro replied. <laughs> it's speculation. Polk responded. This continued for some time. <laughs> Next, Polk said that she had more than 100 legal objections to the process and tried to submit a related document to the board. We're not receiving it, Castro said. You're throwing it back at me. 
Polk said. I'm giving it back to you, Castro responded. You threw it at me, Polk replied. (laughs) I'm giving it back to you, Castro responded. She will have to wait another 10 years for a parole hearing. Wow. Whoa. And that's probably for the best. Daniel Horowitz, Susan's one-time almost lawyer, said, Susan was clearly schizophrenic, and I had documents showing she was. Had she allowed me to use them, I think the jury would have been sympathetic. But her entire defense was not that she didn't murder her husband, but that she wasn't mentally ill. She was more willing to be convicted of murder than admit that she had mental issues. That's the tragedy of Susan Polk. Quote, I told Eli I want that on my tombstone. No one could have asked for a gentler, sweeter mother. And that is the problematic case of Susan Polk. Holy cow. And I just, I I saw this headline this morning where it was like, murderous mother uh, gets kicked out of her own parole hearing. And I was like, hmm, what the fuck is that? And I just, I delved deep to it. And it, it is, it's this, it's, I, I really, I don't know. I don't know. It's really fucking weird. There's a lot of layers to it, and I don't. Yeah, there are. I, my, I mean, uh, okay. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, I was Please. just gonna say my Go bad. Ahead. I just, I to me, she seems like a maybe, like a maybe a manipulative psychopath. I don't know. Well, maybe I or, don't know. I or, don't know. or I mean, I think the, the my main question would be, okay, so let's accept that that her brief or almost lawyer was correct that that she at some point was exhibiting schizophrenia. I think the question is like, was that always there? And why the didn't her therapist husband recognize that? Well, or, or did he? And and he was trying to manage it because he cared about her. Or or was the neighbor woman in yeah. the wheelchair, like, what, or was she correct in that, like, this woman had been manipulated from a very young age by an older man, and because of that, over time, she developed mental illness that perhaps was already kind of, in, in, like, inherently there, but perhaps was not exhibiting itself in such <laughs> overt ways. And that, you know, I mean, I think in some ways, like, it's it, it's difficult to tell. It's it's kind of like the the case that we talked about in episode one. I realized right that I, where you I think about started like, this with two really fucking murky cases. Yeah. Well, but but that's I, I think a, a a lot of cases are like that, right? Like right, they're not so so clear cut as like John Wayne Gacy or something like right. that, yeah, which yeah. is like your fucking murderer. Which I mean, I guess well, again, she clearly did it. Yeah, but as yes, as as Horowitz was talking about, it's like to her that was a secondary issue, right? Right. That and that's and again, okay, all right. This is why to me though, it I just for like it's the egotism that she could like a when she she's like oh I can be my own lawyer. She gets there, and then when she is her own lawyer, she's not even like it's it, yeah. Obviously, she's like got a mixed bag of like issues, right? I guess to me, it's like okay, how manipulative. Is she and how like and has she been manipulating 
from you know since the get go, right? Like, well, in what way, that, you know, in what I mean, way, I gotta, what do you mean by manipulating? Just like you know, like like um, like in just in just well, like what she's remember, saying, where she's like like he's a okay, massage so, agent and stuff like no, that? no, well, yeah, like they're just making up whatever kind of sticks to kind of get out of whatever she's doing. Now, and the reason I think about so I cameras like on NPR. I, some podcasts that were kind of going over like like tendencies like of a psychopath like true like psychopaths who don't feel anything who mm-hmm. use manipulation tactics right to pretend to love you pretend to like do all these like things and there was like this case where this mom was like stealing from her daughter for like years and the hmm. daughter they like she this daughter kept like running into financial fraud and like an identity theft and all this stuff kept happening, happening, happening. And she couldn't figure out like she did all these precautions to figure, you know, to protect herself from this identity theft that was going on. And then when the mom died and they were going through this, they found out that the mom had been doing it the entire time. What? So, right. And so like, it's just like those things like that. Like obviously so this she, was, ex- she was, defrauding herself her own her she was defrauding her her, the mom was defrauding her own daughter but to like to for her own gain but like but like but to the daughter to her face would be like oh you know we'll figure it out and like oh whoever's doing this you know what i'm saying okay got it i thought this i thought the the daughter was no the daughter was doing it to the that she was thinking that the daughter was doing it to her but it was really her doing it to herself no yeah and i if i can if we could I'm put it stealing in, my own money. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. She was getting robbed by her mom. Oh, cool. The entire time, but the mom would be like, of course, like and she was like, you know, she was like a loving mom. But like what would drive her to like do something? Because she didn't need the money. She just yeah. did it to do it. So so but I but, if, I, if I remember where to find that, we should put it in the show notes. So I'm not like just talking out of my ass. Right. I was gonna say, like, what 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 I, I'm I had I'm, to remember like I I, I think I see w- your the connection that you're trying to make. The connection but I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that the I connect, do. I guess here's a good <laughs> sounds like a random tangent. The lander the ta- I guess what I'm trying to like kind of bring up is the idea of like the levels of like where psychopathy where you can just you know, you're mm. gonna make up or do whatever you can just to like just in order to a protect yourself and kind of get away with what you want to get away with, no matter what you have to say to do it. Right. Well, but but I think in in I mean, and that you can in, in most it. cases like that that type of of like behavior does not exhibit itself in such kind of incredibly like random and wacky statements, right? I mean, usually no, yeah, those that's where I yeah, are more like 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 those types of manipulate manipulations are more kind of like I don't know expert and and a little bit more uh uh acceptable or 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 potentially possible i mean i i think like my my question is like to to quote this woman's son like how cuckoo for cocoa puffs do you have to be before the court determines you first of all not fit to defend yourself and second of all perhaps not fit to stand trial at all i mean i it seems to me like if I was a judge, as soon as someone says, "Oh, by the way, my husband also like works for the Mossad and, mo- yeah. and works I, for the Mossad and, and helped applaud George Mc- yeah. Moscone's like assassin," I I think I would probably be like, "Uh, okay, like I don't think that this individual is mentally like capable of of really intelligently defending themselves." Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, to Anthony's point, perhaps that could all be a ploy to get the trial declared a mistrial and, and have it then designated as, you know, 
unfit to be tried because of insanity. But it doesn't sound like she was going in that direction at all. It sounds like she really truly believed the things that she was saying. Right. Well, I mean, it's like it was like like out of the like almost 18 hours of her talking at yeah. this thing. Only an hour was really spent kind of trying to prove her innocence. The rest right. of it was to yeah. be right. like, be like, no, no, this like this guy's just been fucking with me. Like, and it, I mean, again, he and it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, was in a way like was he with the divorce like that like while she was out of town and he kind of tried to pull this shit of like getting custody of the kids, getting uh, ownership of the house not you know kind of cutting her off financially was that because he kind of felt that things were getting to a breaking point or was that her breaking point where she just finally lost it and was like i'm gonna fucking stab this guy or or is that indication of his own manipulative tendencies right and and, right right, you know willingness to kind of abuse his place in a relationship right i mean that's pretty shady to wait till she's out of town to like Absolutely. In her absence, like file all these claims right. to like secure access to wealth and, and the kids. But he, I mean, did he do that out of fear of her? Did he do that because he had been abusing her and he's trying to cover his tracks? And it's like, it, like you know, the fact that he, he submitted this paperwork to the courts that said very nonspecifically that like the way that she says that we met isn't true Mm, right and you're kind of like you know like what do you what do you make of that like even yeah because okay let's just say like she lied about how they met so you're gonna marry somebody who lies about how you guys met like like that like wouldn't that be a huge like you know alarm going off right like that's pretty fucking crazy yeah they like why would you know? It's all weird from the. It's all weird. It's all it's weird. all fucking weird. It yeah. You can't really trust from yeah from from fucking top to bottom. Like this is it this just, was. I just started looking into this. None of it, it makes was just sense. Like okay, yeah. It none like. I mean, I guess it it makes sense in the fucking sense that people are involved and like yeah, that. It just people are people do crazy shit and not to use that term derogatorily people do things for inexplicable reasons on both sides like you know it's it's inexplicable and in unforgivable to like abuse somebody when you're 40 years old and you have a 16 year old therapy patient yeah exactly like all that's I, that crazy, you know that it's, it's just yeah it, it's from beginning to end it's just it's a wild fucking story and it's just <sighs> I, I, yeah, needed, so, I needed to share this so with somebody like I so I don't I have fucking somebody to share with this terrible well, information. It's, it's weird two ways, right? Because it's either it's it's if she goes back to him after she escapes, right, or like she gets away, mm-hmm. right? But then she comes back, knowing mm-hmm. that he did all these terrible things to her. Well, and I have no information on that time, like That's her was, her whole like, like early all that life. Inver- yeah. Other other than the fact that like there's some sort of record that shows that like she was referred to him by her school. Okay, yeah. Which is also fucked up. Yep. But so she was referred to him well, by her school. Because she was late? She, no, no. She she was like skipping school. Skipping school, yeah. And yeah. she was having panic attacks and like trouble socializing and stuff like that. 
Um, now, is all this information coming from her? No. So that so that's the thing. Like, there are records about that. Okay. She. She. It seems like that. She. She might have talked about it. Obviously, like with her friends and family and stuff like that. Like she has people that corroborate the fact that she was abused by um, Dr. Polk. But like she didn't really, that like didn't come up until after she had murdered him. And then she was like, by the way, this is a thing that happened. And that there's also records See, of that in the divorce filings yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause I guess for me, it's like from my perspective, anything that she says, I feel like she's an untrustworthy narrator, right? Like I can't believe anything she says, but if there's records no. of anything before that, that proves, you know, that makes things more interesting, right? That's all I'm, but no, but I mean that that's, it's, you know, can you, can you believe anything that she says? Right? No. I'm just gonna put. I mean, no. I wouldn't. It's a rhetorical. It's a rhetorical question. Trust somebody like her. Like I said, it's like knowing it's, it's what, very. Yeah. It, I think it's it's very possible that she was abused, but also believes that no, her sure. husband I mean, like, that she can like predict the future. I'm not saying she wasn't. I'm just saying all I'm saying is it, it's very. I don't like to the extent. I'm just curious to the extent of like, what kind of like monster is she? Is she like a true like psychopath? Like, will do whatever she can to get out of a situation, or was she truly like a, a maid? Like a like a what's her name from Monster? What was, oh, uh, uh, Eileen Warnos. Yeah, like was she like Eileen Warnos was abused, had no one lo- like no one loved her, and then she became the monster she became, kind of based on a lot of that abuse. Or was she like kind of like a Ted Bundy where it was just always fucking there? Like, mm. It was just always like you know she was. Well, a little bit of both, a little bit of nature, a little bit of nurture. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, that that brings up a much bigger and deeper discussion, right? Which is like, are are these people that you're referring to as monsters? Are they made or and are they air quotes? on Yes, that. air quotes. On yeah, the yeah. I mean, part. yeah. I mean, I'm being obviously, I'm being insensitive, insensitive, insensitive. Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, is that is that something that that is? Are are, are those individuals made? Do, do they become that way because of things that happen to them or, or, or is it inherent? You know, I think from my very limited knowledge of, of studies of this and science, I mean, I think that, that the evidence is that it probably is actually both that, that people that might be, might, might kind of have genetic inherent tendencies towards violence or, or, or acting out in these ways. I still think there tend to be a lot of triggering events Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it, it would be fascinating to hear from her husband, yes. you know, I mean, because like who who the hell knows? I mean, he might say just as much batshit crazy stuff as, as she w- was saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 that would change your opinion. Right, Anthony? Like, oh, like, totally. Yeah, totally. I, OK, here's the thing. I should not just be like I'm not like on the husband, like j- on the husband's side just to be on the husband's side. He could have been a fucking total manipulative piece of shit who deserved every fucking stabbing he got. You know, I don't know. He can't. Right, but yeah. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's like she's the one that murdered him and is getting charged. for. Yeah. Him yeah. And then and trial. again, again, yeah. it, it's more. Uh, and again, the reason I like I'm like super like like all the red flags are going up for me for her is just all the weird like like i like bundy-esque stuff she does sure that's that's what it is it's nothing to do with like yeah yeah. i'm not trying to like yeah say any more than that other than no no no, but right like and it's it's like it but 
Right. Like when kind of in the same trial, she's like, hey, like I suffered abuse. Like I, you know, was being kind of like psychologically, physically, emotionally like tortured by this guy. Like kind of like in the same breath, she's saying like, yeah, I was being psychologically tortured by this guy who is selling my brain secrets to Mossad. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. like that. You just kind of like your heart, your stomach just kind of drops because you're just like, like guy, like I, you know, I, I, for those people, like I want to get you help if you need help, like absolutely. But like, well, yeah, what do we do with this? Well, man, it's just it, the, the unfortunate thing is it just there are just really shitty people out there who do really shitty things. Unfortunately, yep. And you know, and so take a moment out of your day to day, do something nice for somebody because yeah. you know what that that energy just pays forward. You just keep on paying that good energy forward, and 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 you know we're we're just gonna have a, a, a much better world. It's gonna be a little bit less shitty if you just do something that's not shitty. Yeah, and if you're in a relationship with somebody, and they start just kind of being weird and saying like like <laughs> I'm gonna drown you, you know, <laughs> maybe get out. <laughs> Yeah, d- divorce, not murder. Yeah, I run. guess is the theme like, yeah, don't, here. If you if you're telling your kids like, hey, if I'm dead, it's because your wife killed your mom killed me. <laughs> like maybe you should get out of the house and move far away and don't tell anybody where you are for your own protection and get a restraint. You know, just go though. And just, that's all and I'm the, saying. The whole, the whole thing saying. with her, uh, with the middle son, and just like the like dude, and then he was like, the he, one yeah. guy that fucking stands by her. And he and has all the. He's shit. a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he has all that abusive shit too. Yep. Genetic man. Yeah, but did he get it from the mom or the dad? Yeah. <sighs> exactly. Maybe a little bit of both. Do it, do it, he's he's hearing the fairies. What was his name? Eli. Eli. Do it, Ian. I just Which is just also the totally the name of somebody who hears voices. Eli, just do it. That's just such a. <laughs> incredibly <laughs> generic glossing of all Eli's. Book Eli. <laughs> That's your issue. Book what an ass. <laughs> Book Eli. Yeah. Eli's, no, it's a very biblical name. It is. All of the na- all of the kids' names are very biblical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. They're yeah. hearing voices. They're religious. Like, like, They're kind of like messages. Adam, the first human. Eli, I don't know what the fuck Eli Elijah, was. Elijah, the prophet. Right. Okay, right on. And, yeah. and then oh. Gabriel. The angel. Yeah. The archangel. Yeah. Was he an archangel? Yeah. Okay. He was one of them. Yeah, well, no, he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he communicated the Quran to Muhammad, I think. Mm. I think that was Gabriel. Mm. Who's, I don't know. Who's the, who was the, the angel that talked to Adam, uh, Adam Smith? Mormon. That was, uh, that was, John Smith. uh, John Smith, John Smith. That was the angel Moroni. Moroni. <laughs> Which, strangely <laughs> enough, when you drop the last letter, spells e. moron. Yeah. <laughs> and if you throw a couple more letters in there, is macaroni. Hey, it's the angel Moroni. Hey. <laughs> I got, I got some tablets for you. All right, you're never gonna believe. You're never gonna believe they're used, it. They're used, but you'd never know it. Hey, these are the best tablets you've ever seen. It's the best tablets ever. Okay, God, God gave me these tab- tablets especially for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know God. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, after, and after you read them, destroy them. <laughs> 
Hey, you're so that wa- nobody else can hey, verify hey, this. You're not going to want to show these to anybody else. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is the best stuff. The <laughs> best tablets. The best holy tablets. And you guess what? You're going to get your own planet. I believe me. To talk about fucking hearing voices and cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, that that was a great fucking crazy weird interesting I hope, story. Yeah. That... I I hope. Uh... No, everything is terrible, and um, anyway, you slice it. The world's falling apart. No, everything I have a question. Burning. Yeah. I have a question. How do they not know who filed for divorce first? I mean, Dude. come on. Like we well, said, the reporting. You said the reporting. So we were talking about place. this before. That should Lit- be easy enough to verify. L- so th- that is kind of another weird thing about this, is that. I, as I was researching this through like various, I mean, like local news. Fake news. Sure. Well, no. So there were like some CNN articles. Fake news. New York Times. Oh, yeah. Fake news. Fake news. Mercury News. Fake news. Fake news. SFGate. East Bay Times. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Right. So uh, all of my sources are fake. Um, man, I can't believe. Man, you had me going on this whole thing. Yeah. No, it's all, <laughs> I can't no, believe you made this shit up. Well, no, no, but like, I mean, r- when I was researching this, it's like I would literally find one article that would say that she met him. She was born in 1957 and she met him when she was 15 years old and whatnot. And then like she, that she divide, she filed for divorce. And then I'd find another article that says she was born in 1958. She met him when she was 14 and he filed for divorce first. Or just like some you know mm, combination thereof. Okay. So it was just like the whole the whole, all of the information that I was getting from these news sources, like it seemed to be a little bit like uncertain, even where I was getting it from. Like I said, like some places said that she fired three lawyers. Some people say that she fired five lawyers. Like I, that could be a matter of like, do you count Horowitz as part of that? Even though like he de- technically wasn't fired, he was like dropped from the case. Right. I don't know. Right. It's and it it just kind of adds to the whole weird mystique of this whole story which is just like really fucking weird. It's weird that her lawyer's wife was, was stabbed to, to death. death and that she formed this weird pseudo friendship with the guy that did that and like came to his defense. It's a very problematic Suspicious. case. It's very problematic. I don't have any answers for you. I'm sorry. I how is this? She definitely premeditated and murdered her husband, and now she's in jail. And that's that's the justice system. Outward. Or was it a crime of passion? Where like maybe she didn't know. I think she maybe passionately she, fucking probably hated him deep down. Yeah, but like I mean, I'm at like consider that that like she maybe like didn't know that he had gotten. Because all of that happened like in like early, so it's early October. She goes to, um, now I want to say Maroni, Montana. <laughs> to she she goes it's Maroni. She goes to Montana in like early October <laughs> to find her own place, potentially like looking to like move the kids out there too. While she's away, he files this thing, just fucking cleans her out just like pushes her out of the whole situation and then she comes back maybe she doesn't even know that that's happened until that night and then he's like by the way i'm getting the kids i'm getting the house you're out like you're cut off from everything and she's just like well okay i'm gonna fucking kill you 
Okay, though, I have a question. Though, here's the thing. He was in the pool. He was staying in the pool house. Right. It, wouldn't he, why, why didn't he just kick her out? Right? Like if he what was, do you mean? Like I'm saying, like, you know, if he was like, yeah, it's it. I'm fucking you're out. Get out of here. Wouldn't he just kick her out? I'm just saying. I mean, he was. was, so he, inter- was is he, he claimed to me, he living claimed in the that pool he house was, seems like, 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 seems like a bit of a submission on his part. Well, he claims that he was hiding from her, that he was that's my barricading point. himself. That, that's in my there. point. So, like, if, if she's saying that he was the abusive one, right. like, him not living in the main house to me seems like a submissive act. Right, him. Rem- I mean, maybe he. Yeah, he was just right. Like I, you know, I don't trying know. to get I, away from it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just again. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yes, yes. That is what you should come away I just with. This. Don't know. And I'm sorry. I no. I just don't know. Either way, she definitely was not helping herself, and clearly did not no. help herself in May when she was up for parole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she did not help herself at all. Mm, I, no. Dude, she literally didn't help herself from the beginning. She, and, and it's, I mean, she, she can't, she can't seem to help herself. Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't like, think that this is a like. A, it's not clear cut. Well, she doesn't seem to be. I mean, if she is cognizant of her behavior and and intelligent enough to be manipulative, one would think that she would try really hard to get out. On parole. Well, right. That's when I said like she can't help herself to right. be like, no, 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 no. You're you're being like you're being rude to me. Right. You're well, you're not listening to me. Like, and they're like, no, we we're taking it into consideration, but you know, we're not gonna right. we're not gonna do it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like I you can kind of there's this certain like when you're reading new the articles, it's like there's a certain kind of like manic energy about her, like when. I can just kind of imagine it like that whole exchange of like her and the uh, right commissioner going back and forth. Well, and here it'd be though, anyway. cause you said it like it's intelligent enough, but I would like, could maybe we don't use the word intelligent, but is she cunning enough? And is like cunning and intelligent synonymous Are with they each other? Synonyms? You know what I mean? Like she could be, maybe she's not like, clearly she may not be like completely right in her head. Like, you know, in, in her, in reality, in her brain parts. In her brain parts. As you can tell, I'm also not a doctor, uh, nor a lawyer. Um, but where was it going with this? But she's she cunning and <laughs> is she cunning I have enough? Used my but you know, like is she like cunning? But she's still like cunning enough. Like is she still like there's something like a survival instinct that's this see. W- but then it goes in the oh, womanly wiles. She scares me. Yeah. Yeah. She fucking should. <laughs> Well, um, is that we're gonna leave it? I think, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, unless, I do we have anything else we want to announce or anything like that? Anything? Um, I think we got some pretty cool stuff coming up though, in terms of like show episodes and things we want to do. So we got some good ideas. Hopefully, stay tuned. If you have any ideas, or you just want to let us know how great <gasps> or how terrible we're doing, <gasps> shoot us an email. <gasps> At vohd podcast at gmail.com. Wait, we have our own email. Address? We have an email. We have what, an email. What the hell? What? what? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, Wait, is that so? That email came from you that had the weird list of shit in it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not. No. I mean, you're not. Fucking sending me this list of really creepy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely, our personal emails are not attached. To them. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Okay. Uh, so. From everybody here at the Valley of Hearts Delight, 
Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. And don't murder your spouses. Yeah, it's okay. It's great.